Blog Talk Radio. Take my time, I'm walking down my street. It's pretty cold outside tonight. I look around, I look for you. I don't find you anywhere. I know you hang around. I want to tell your friends that we're back, back together one more time. Baby, I love you. I want to give you everything. We can have the world if we want it now. About yourself and where you've been Do you ever think of me now? Baby, I'll feel Are you feeling okay When you walk around your town Feeling so high About our own
ready to kick off a Friday. Welcome to a special edition of the Indie Cafe on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. This is Holly Steffi, and today um, we have New York Junk, and that's such a great song. I love the guitar in that. Um, I read the subway train for you, and we have um, members of New York Junk with us, both Joe and Cynthia are on the line, and also my co-host Spencer, who brought on New York Junk to the radio show. Super excited that we're doing this, and uh, what I'd like to do is bring everyone into the studio and have everybody introduce themselves. I want to let everyone know also the chat room is open if you'd like to go in there. This show will also be available afterwards on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio under um, the Indie Cafe as a special edition, and also on iTunes. Um, You can download it. So let me bring um, in everyone. First, let's bring in, uh, let me bring Spence in, my co-host. Hi, um, hi, Holly. Hi, yeah, everybody. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's a little lag today. I'm going to bring everyone in one at a time. There's a little lag. So if I go away, I will call back in to my own studio. So hold on one second. Let me bring in Joe, and let me bring Cynthia in, and hopefully it all hooks up. Is everybody here? Yes, yep, we we're are. all here. Hi, Greg. Hi, Francis. How you doing? That song you is amazing. Yeah. Amazing, guys. That, uh, I Thank love you. The, who plays, who's playing the guitar on that song? Uh, I am. I am. Actually. I know. I know. <laughs> it's very good. It's Why, very, very cool. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, Spencer. Um, yes. Why, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us, um, tell everybody how you um, met New York Junk. And I want to also thank you, Joe, for sending me the CDs. I did get them, by the way. And Cynthia's been a friend of mine on uh, Facebook for a while. So, yeah, yeah, let's talk about what everybody's doing and how Spencer met you and a little bit about Spencer. And then also want to let everyone know that you guys are on Facebook and on Twitter. And, um, again, if you'd like to call in today, oh, that's what I want to say real quick. If you want to call in and talk to either myself, Spencer, Joe, or Cynthia, the number is 7, I'm sorry, 347-677-1036. So go for it. So so here I am in the world of punk, uh, a major part of my life in the early beginning with Sire Records, and Right mm-hmm. now, um, my partner Judith and I are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame permanent vinyl collection. We're very honored to be in it. And Yay. also, I'm, I'm in the Ramon show, which is on tour, starting with the Queens Museum. We did an awesome show on that, you know, Holly, so shared mm-hmm. by the museum. And I guess yeah. uh, I, I, this has been a kind of my heart has always been in punk, and I went down to Barry Electric, and uh, Cynthia's been very close to me in my life. She's a great yeah. musician, by the way. And uh, awesome. she and, and she told me the group was playing, and I went down there. And I heard them once before, but it was different. And all of a sudden, they the night that they came out with their new album, they, they were just totally awesome. I mean, um, the thing about the group that really turned me on is that they are. They have these heavy influences, as they write in their bio, like the Velvet Stooges, MC5, the Sonics, Heartbreakers, Early Rolling Stones, blah blah blah. But they are a fresh sound in punk, which uh, really exciting. And the songs are well written. The music's incredible. The group is tight. Live, they're amazing. By the way, um, 
And so I said, wow, this is the type of group you have, we have to have on the show. So that was probably what inspired me to get them on the show uh, and their album. Yeah. Uh, the whole story with the album, right, Joe? It was done in Brussels. Is that right? Or No, we, we did it in Prague. We were on tour. In Prague. Uh, I love Prague. Thank Prague's so a great city. I love it. Oh, my God. And I'm hidden... reading your backgrounds on both of you. Both of you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You guys have amazing backgrounds. I can't believe, Cynthia, you played back up in The Clash. Done some work with well, The Clash. That's we amazing. Opened, yeah, we <laughs> opened for The Clash, the B-Girls. And Joe yeah, and I go back. Yeah. Joe and I go way back, so even though we may not have known each other, you know, during the early 70s, we were both around. And Yeah, uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Joe, when you were talking about that. But so what, I was, the story that. With the, what yeah. was the story with the making of the album in Prague? There's a story there, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, we were on, on tour two winters ago, and a friend of ours uh, introduced us to Rob Ob, uh Ron Sinovitz. Rob Sinovitz, mm-hmm. before before that and he said i want to record you guys the next time you were here so we really didn't give it much thought and we just said okay so the next time we were there we said well we got to go do this and lo and behold he took us to this magical little studio where they have all this great gear and they have a phenomenal uh engineer amic golden and Ron has great ears, and we went in there, and we just started playing and uh, not knowing what to expect or what to come away with. But we knew we were ready to record some new things, and lo and behold, this record came out of it. It was yeah, a phenomenal amazing. experience. So um, a big factor, I think, was that they really got us and our sound, and they loved us. You know, people say, why did you go to Prague to record? I mean, surely it must be cheaper in New York. And it's because, really, these guys just get us. And um, we had a previous CD that we did in Joe's basement, actually, in 2009, called um, Passion of the Tenth Street Blues. And we thought it was great. And, and it is great. The songs are fantastic. But when you hear the difference between the two recordings, it just kind of blows your mind. And we don't, uh-huh. do, we don't work... We don't work with anybody that just doesn't get what we're doing. It's all about the vibe and the uh, organic connection. People have to want to be where we are, and we want to be where they are, and it's it kind of is actually working. <laughs> no, I saw you guys were in Europe a lot. I think it's really cool. It's yeah, we And we've Prague been there, is a magical uh, five times, city. yeah. Project yeah, has it, Prague has its own vibe. This is a place oh, where things, ha- things happen yeah. there that you don't expect. And and if the city wants you, it keeps you. And if it doesn't want you, it spits mm-hmm. you out, like, you know, sort of like New York City. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we got yeah. lucky there. We have a home away from home. I'm very happy. Yeah. And your other members of the group, you have Jeff Ward on guitar and Gary Barnett on drums. How did you guys meet all together? How did you guys get together? Well, Joe and well, Gary were friends. From way, way back. And uh, we've always stayed in touch, and I've always felt a strong connection to how Gary plays. Not that we played a lot together, you know, in our career, musical careers, but when it came time to put this band together, you know, it mm-hmm. just clicked. And and it's basically about friendship and vibe and uh, just getting the where we want to be together. Yeah, pretty and simple. Joe, yeah, Joe and I had played in a band in 1984 called the Renegades, and my husband uh, Billy Rogers, who is 
no longer with us, was the drummer in that band. And we had a great guitar player uh, named Jimmy Stout. And we we started in 1984, and we played our first gigs in 85. And, um, you know, I was friends with Joe's wife, Hillary, long before I met Joe. So there's this interwoven oh, yeah. thing. And then and I played with Billy for a year after he left the... Uh, the Heartbreakers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Right. I just yeah. I think we just I think we just lost someone. We just I'm here. Lost uh, someone. I think I lost uh, Joe. We lost Joe. Okay. Oh no, we didn't lose Joe. We lost somebody. I'm, I'm here. here. Who is it? And Cynthia's here. We're all here, Holly. Joe, Joe, are you there? Maybe Joe not. Left. He's on. Joe, oh, Joe, Joe will call back in. I was going to mention really quickly, yeah, I saw you were working with Gary Barnett, and I was reading his bio, and I saw that he was the Max, with Maxa City alumni. Um, that's pretty cool, because uh, we um, both are extended family members of Maxis Kansas City, both Spencer and I are. So that's right. cool. Well, we, all, of us, all of us played Maxis and CBGBs. I mean, that's, that's where we came from, you know, uh, my band mm-hmm. of B-Girls were from Toronto, and we moved to New York in 77, and, you know, back then there were four really good clubs, and every band that played there was also really good, so it was very different than it is right now. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you, come, yeah, from, you yeah. come from a really uh, great background, Cynthia. Uh, the B- Tell us about the B-Girls a little bit, for people who don't know about that group, you know. Okay, well, B-Girls, I mean, we're from, originally from Toronto. We started in 1976 uh, during, you know, the explosion of the punk scene. We weren't punk. There we you are, Joe. Like, I'm back. Okay. Yay. <laughs> so we were kind of uh, like the girl groups, except that we played Welcome our own back. instruments and wrote, wrote our own material. And we moved to New York. We played CBGBs. We opened for the Dead Boys and the Ramones. And that at that show, uh, Joe Strummer and Mick Jones came and saw us play and asked wow. us to go on tour with them. So mm-hmm. we opened for you know a lot of a lot of big bands at that time. That's great! What a great story! We, great story! And we were on Bob Records, that. which was from LA. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! yeah. That's amazing. And, and Joe, you did a you did a stint with Didi Ramon, right? Well, yes, I did. Um, after Didi, right after Didi quit the Ramones, a friend, he started working with a friend of mine, and he, this friend calls me up and says, "Listen, I, I got Didi here in the studio. He wants to do a record. He needs to start a band. Blah blah blah. You just had a, uh, a kid, so you know how to deal with uh, some <laughs> quite, eh, people with issues." So I said, "Sure, we got together." I played him a song or two. He liked what I wrote, and everything clicked from there on. But we had crossed paths many times over the years of knocking around the uh, Lower East Side. So anyway, we started writing songs together. We had a tour booked. We had uh, started uh, writing a lot of songs, and then you know how this stuff goes. After a month, it fell apart. But I had written Poison Heart, um and quite a few other songs with him, and you know how that goes, too, with the music business. Um, I yeah. never got credit for the song. But we recorded it on that the last record, and this record that we just did in Prague, I pulled out a couple of other songs that I had written with him, and they're going to be on the next record. 
Oh, that's I great. Think, oh, fantastic. Yeah, they're going to be they're going to be really good. Yeah. And Dee yeah. so Dee Dee was a phenomenal so songwriter. He was. Mm-hmm. He was very and musical. a great artist, great musician, great artist, really intelligent yeah. guy, um, really interesting guy, but a real character. So right. I caught him. At yeah, the right no, time. that's that's awesome. <laughs> that's amazing that you guys are going to do this. Yeah, no, <clears throat> great stories, great well, stories. Well, the connection to Spencer, I mean, goes deep with Spencer having worked. For Sire and, you know, the Dead Boys having been on Sire and the Ramones on, also on Sire. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, at that time I was with Steve Vader's. Uh, he was my fiancé. And um, so, you know, Spencer worked in the art department. We didn't know each other then, but uh, yeah. now we're very good friends. Now so. we're very good friends. Oh, that's so awesome. That's so great. It's so great, you know, years later. Now, look where we're all at. You know, we're doing radio shows. You guys are in the studio, cutting records, going on tour. And that's what I wanted to ask you. What are you currently working on right now, and what can we what can we tell everyone? And let's give out your website, too. Well, we really don't have a website. We just have our Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, New York Junk, and then Joe Tone mm-hmm. Records uh, is the uh, Facebook website to purchase mm-hmm. um, our vinyl. Uh, okay. Time in New York City, which is the current record that's out, and it's you know what you you played Subway from, and I think you're going to play another cut from it. We're really proud of that. Yeah. It's a it's, an it's a great sounding record. Yep. It, 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 yeah, it, it is. hits all the right uh, marks as what you would remember a vinyl record should be like. If you got a turntable, right. pick it up, and there's there's not too many left. Uh, we're almost no. out of them. And then, and you know, ha- having just been to Prague again, we were in the studio for about a week, and record- we recorded, I think, 17 songs. And of those 17, I think we got 12 really great ones, which wow. is pretty damn good. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So we, yeah. And so I just heard year. from, and I just heard from Ron a few minutes ago the songs that we thought weren't going to be able to be used. He says, "But Joe, they came out pretty good." <laughs> needs to be done we work uh through the you know on, on it's the internet is could be your enemy but it could be your friend and now you know i have a small studio here so i can record anything i need to do here and send it back to them and they can remix it like the guitars on this the first song you play i i recorded here and we emailed them back and forth it's pretty amazing but those guys have great ears so you know the whole analog digital uh battle doesn't really matter because in the long run it comes down to what you actually hear in your ears and those guys got it they got it in, in mm-hmm. big time well it's so. not yeah and it's i mean it's more than just about that let's you know not underestimate joe's songwriting ability joe is an amazing songwriter i've known him for years he writes deep and crazy songs you know that actually tell stories and mm. you know, a lot of bands now don't have songs and that's you know, that's why I love playing I mean, the show. Yeah, no story behind it. I totally get that one. Yeah, I totally get that one. No, I'm a, I'm a storyteller. I don't know, and I can, I can tell. That's I good. can tell. Again, I want to say really quick, if you want to call um, in and speak with either one of us, um, our number is 347-677-1036. And if you missed the beginning of this show, it'll be available on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio under the Indie Cafe. And so just, um, that's 
just so cool, Cynthia, you know? Yeah. I, mean, I wanted to quickly touch on how Jeff Ward yeah. became a member of New York Junk. Because yeah, I'd like right. to know about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, Jeff is English. He's from. He says he's from the black country, which is near Birmingham. He was in a band mm-hmm. called Gunfire Dance mm-hmm. in the 90s, which are so unlike New York Junk. But um, we ended up, Joe and I ended up stopping off in London on one of our trips back from Prague, you know, as a stopover. And Walter Lure happened to be playing at the 100 Club. And Jeff's old band, the guys from Gunfire Dance, are Walter's Waldo in, yeah, in England. So, um, you know, they were playing. But Jeff happened to be playing acoustic and opening the show. And um, he sounded a lot like Mark Bowen from T-Rex. And, you know, he's wow. kind of oh, wow. very... Very quirky. Um, he's actually uh, an author, an amazing author. He wrote a book called Parasite. But I ended up talking to him, and, and you know, he is English. At the end of the conversation, he said, but I now live in Brooklyn. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow. What? So he was there because he was That's loaning uh, Walter, his Les Paul, because Walter was afraid to bring his own into the country and all that. And uh, we ended up meeting up for coffee when we got back. He came to a couple of our rehearsals, and he's been in the band ever since, and he really adds a lot, you know, playing-wise and personality-wise and stage presence. So it's great just how that he's a great thing artist. happened. Yeah. He's a, he actually came over, you know, when Cynthia says, I want you to record this guy. So I started doing some acoustic stuff with him, and it was just, I was blown away how well this guy can sing and how well written his songs were. So it just was, you know, and then we started fooling around playing, and I said, wow, <laughs> this guy actually wants to play with us. <laughs> wow. Pretty cool guy. Pretty and I, cool yeah, guy. and I play, I play in the second, uh, you know, like a side project with Jeff called Electro Jets. It's me, Jeff, and this other guy named uh, Don Majuri, Cipolla on drums. So... Yeah, that's what we're doing, you know, doing A lot that. of incest going on in, in these, these music things here. <laughs> you have a lot going on. Yeah, no, I mean, I can hear it. It's really, it's very intense. And, you know, I wanted to ask um, you first, Joe, um, what, what did, what's your background? Like, how did you get into music and how did you get into playing what you're doing today? That's so well, interesting. It's it's kind of a long you know, in high school, I always looked at the bands and said, oh, man, I wish I could do that. I was always afraid. Then when I, uh, before I started playing in a band, I hitchhiked around the uh-huh. world, and a friend of mine had a, a guitar, and I had a harmonica, and we used to walk into villages, and, <laughs> and we, we would play stuff, and there would be, you know, a couple of hundred people standing around, like, going, <laughs> and I said, hey, this is a pretty good life. <laughs> So that's yeah. when I got back to New York. I said, I want to be in a rock and roll band. And I started out as a roadie, and then I said, you know, that's not for me. Uh, I want to, <laughs> you know, I didn't know how to oh, play, but funny. I like I like strumming the guitar. And I knew I could write songs. That's, that's what I always knew I could do is write yeah. songs. And I, just one thing led there to another, and I played in bands for a long time. And we always came close, but no, no gold brass ring or whatever you want to call it and then I stopped for a long time after you know while having kids and they growing up and I sat around mm-hmm. in my house for 10 years wondering you know what am I going to do now and then one day I just said you know 
I'm going to record all the songs that I didn't record or get to record, because back then it was an expensive proposition to record, and now with computers and home recording stuff, you can do quite a bit. And I said, I'm just going to do it. And one thing led to another, and it wasn't out of anything other than just we wanted to have fun, Gary and Cynthia and I. We just clicked, and we looked at each other and said, wow, this actually sounds really good, and we want to do it again. And, and it just happened, and I'm very, very happy for that because it's it's for the right reasons. Yeah, no, that's I, was, awesome. I was I was down on a visit from Toronto with my daughter and you know, Joe has all the equipment in the basement. It's you know, he says Prague Prague is magical. Well his basement is also magical. And I went down there and we just started playing old songs and it was as if we'd never stopped. You know, yeah. from Aww, the Renegade. Great. That was wow. It was great, yeah. And we we mm-hmm. haven't lost one bit of the passion. You know, a lot of groups get burnt out. They go through the system. They go through, uh, you know, they go up and down, <laughs> success, not success. Well, you know, I, at least for me, I was on the sidelines for a long time, and I'm still just the way I was the first day I walked into CBGB's in 1974. I'm still a fan of music. I'm still a fan of the other bands. I like watching my friends play. I like listening mm-hmm. to new people, and that's what it's about. And we've made new friends all over the place. It's not about trying to catch up to anybody. It's just being who we are. And you know mm-hmm. what? We're very lucky that it, it, it it's working out for us. Yeah, that's, I mean, a, great, you, that's when, a great story. That's, that's when I saw you live, you know, story. you look very tight. You look very tight on the stage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like. You look very tight, all of you on the stage. You know? Well, well we look at each other when we play. <laughs> yeah, we look at each yeah. other. We listen to each other because we have to. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, it could be a disaster because we, you know, we don't know. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. But you know, there's also another factor which I wanted to touch on. Like people like Spencer and quite a few other people have really taken to us and helped us, and it's just kind of happened, you know, and, and we appreciate it so much. It's like oh, um That's right. Thank you, know, you we, everybody. We, yeah, yeah, we've had Spencer and then, you know, we've had these DJs who have done like uh, yes, photographers, online radio DJs like this guy Dave Renegade in England who just started playing our demos before you know, we didn't even know him. He was wow. the first one and then Rob Select in New York and um, now we have this huge contingent of fans in Scotland for some reason. <laughs> and there's a guy named Danny Max who does a weekly uh, online radio show called Testifying Time. And he plays us every single week. We've wow. had uh, Dave Shermer, our friend in uh, Pennsylvania, helped us by sending out our tracks, to, like Ganya Ravan, and she played yeah. us on her show, Goldie's Barrage. And now we're actually getting airplay on um, FM radio, you know, not internet radio, um, through this woman, Cindy Kona, who's also been helping us. She's Rodney Bingenheimer's assistant. And, oh, I know Rodney, um, yeah. Yeah, well, I know him from back <laughs> The mayor of from... Sunset Strip, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah I Rodney. Know Rodney. I know Rodney. <laughs> Rodney on the road. I know Rodney. <laughs> Cosmos Hopper, all those people. I, yeah, well, yeah, the people played the whiskey. Yeah, so I know they him. They did. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, we played the whiskey with the adverts. 
Well, I was going to ask you, Cynthia, would you mind telling us a little bit about your background and, and uh, some of the iconic people you played with? Because um, I read your uh, bio and I was blown away with some of the things that you've done. Well, I think the main thing, like, because I could list bands for, you know, it would take me half an hour or more, the bands that we mm-hmm. played with. But we played with Blondie a lot. We toured with The Clash mm-hmm. in the northeastern United States and Canada. You know, we played with The Jam, The Buzzcocks, Sham 69, uh, Elvis Costello, Mink DeVille, uh, The Ramones, mm-hmm. The Dead Boys, um, our friend Nikki Corvette, who's had a band called Nikki and the Corvettes, uh, the boyfriends, a lot, a lot of New York bands, especially New York bands. Um, but I think the main thing was that when the punk thing happened, there were a bunch of us that were all hanging out, and I just kept looking at these bands that were starting up, and I kept thinking, you know, they really can't play, like they really don't know what they're doing. So why don't why don't we just start a band? And uh, I've got my sister and. Uh, two other girls, and we had, like, this amazing singer in, in the original B-Girls, Lucasta Ross, and uh, we actually formed in the bathroom of uh, Phil Linnett's hotel room after a Thin Lizzy concert. That was wow. when I looked at, at oh, Lucasta and funny. I said, yeah, do you want to start a band? And she said, sure, but my best friend has to be in it. And I said, okay, well, I guess my sister can be in it. And she said, does your sister play anything? I don't know. And, you know, my sister became the drummer. None of us could Uh play our instruments. I played piano as a a kid, and I just decided I was the bass player. My influences were um, (laughs) James Jamerson, Carol Kay, and Greg Ridley from Humble Pie. Those were the three, I think, iconic people that made me decide I wanted Uh to be a bass player. And uh, we went from there. And then I started... Lucasta wrote uh, Fun at the Beach, and I wrote most of the other songs. And, um, you know, we we did our first gig two months after we first picked up our instruments. We knew three songs, and we played them twice. So we played six songs. Oh, wow. And um, we did everything that you're not supposed to do. Like, we made mistakes so we would stop and start again. And I think people Mm -hmm. liked it because it was charming, you know. It was authentic, I guess. Right. And then, you know, we we got produced by a lot of great producers, Mick Jones from The Clash, Debbie Harry, Craig Leon, who, you know, I just ran into a couple of weeks ago on the street in New York, who produced the Ramones and Blondie, first, um, first records. And um, this other guy, Liam Sternberg, who produced Rachel Sweet. So... Mm-hmm. We never really put anything out. We never signed. I was overly cautious. But uh, we had 145 out on Bomp Records because Greg Shaw came to Toronto and paid for us to go into the studio and do a 45. And that was, again, three months after we started playing. Wow. And, and mm-hmm. you know, so it all happened quickly for us. Oh, sure, yeah. And, so and what was the story you, with what was the story with Gary Barnett? What was the story with Gary Barnett as the drummer? What was his background? Well, Gary and I were friends before we ever started playing. Gary played drums, you know, when he was a kid, and I used to be roadie for my brother's band that I eventually became part of. But we 
used to play because nobody wanted to play with us. Every, we were outcasts, so we would play together, and we kind of clicked, and we had a band for a year. We opened up for the the original Heartbreakers at CBGB's in 1974. Wow. Oh, nice. With, uh, oh, with wow. Richard Hell on the bass. and uh, oh. oh, yeah, it was a great night. And then we played with uh, Suicide at Mother's. And then, of course, we self-destructed after a while, and then I went on to play with with my other band. Um, but I always stayed in contact with Gary. Gary and I are friends for for a long time, and we come in and out of each other's lives. And that's how, when this started, we never intended to have a band. It kind of just happened. The first day I got my recording equipment, I said, Gary, why don't you play some drums on this? And... <laughs> we knocked out one of the songs that ended up on the first three D. It just happened. Oh, that's so, great. So Gary's a Gary's a, a he's a certain type of player. He's 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 great. <laughs> he's that's always awesome. a drummer. And but then speaking what about of Craig, Jeff Ward? Well, Jeff well, is Jeff. just yeah. we we you know Jeff started recording some acoustic stuff here. And he's just a great player. He's an interesting guy. He can write books and he can write poetry and he can, you know, do all kinds of things. And he's not really interested in being a, a superstar. He was in a big band in London, you know, the the Gunfire Dance, which was quite popular. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just liked, when he saw us play, he said he liked the songs and he wanted to play with us. Well, he, we were, he actually, uh, yeah, he actually quit rock and roll. Um, yeah. When when the singer in who was his best friend in Gunfire Dance committed suicide, oh my so God. He, yeah, mm. so he he just he he just kind of said that was enough for him, and um, you know he ended up moving to the states and really focusing on writing, and he has this book out called Parasite, which is about him moving to New York, uh, loosely based on you know his true life story. Uh, in the wow. 90s, and he's done a follow-up now, which is going to come out, uh, called Carry On Dreaming, and he's also uh, written a book about Tawana Brawley, so a very controversial story that, that will also come out. So, Jeff, you know, we all bring something different. We're all, like, totally different, and, you know, I don't think any of us are really in it um, because we think we're going to make it, or anything like that. Like for me, like Joe says, he's the same as he was back then. I'm actually not the same as I was. I'm so much better because in the B girls, I did think I was going to make it. I mean, we probably would have made it, you know, and uh, Mm -hmm. had I not been so cautious, but it's a different thing when you're playing like that. It's, it's much more frenetic and focused because I also managed the band. I did all the bookings. I wrote the songs. I did all the artwork. So it was like driven, and so the music was just like one part of that whole package. Whereas now, I'm just a member of the band. I'm the bass player. You know, we all have input into the writing um, and the feel and everything. But Great. it's very different for me because now I feel like um, when I'm playing, I'm I'm being. I'm not thinking. 
you know, it's the one place that I feel right, and I'm not playing because no. I think that we're go- ever going to get anywhere, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. We are where we are there right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I wanted to say we lost both of you, and I'm so glad that you called back. I'm back. I do not know we're back. what's we're going back. on with the studio. Yeah, and, and the whole thing was Cynthia talked the whole time, and we were talking about some really cool stuff, so... You didn't miss, you didn't, you, we didn't, we, you know, it was well, like everyone knew you went away, so it was great. No, but not that we didn't miss you. you we did miss you, but you're here, and um, okay. everybody's here. And oh, I wanted, what I wanted, I wanted to, to say something, I wanted to say uh-huh. something about, about the video, uh, Joe and Cynthia. It's a really great video. I ride the subway train. I like the video mm-hmm. a lot. You, ha- you kind of mix things around, and then you show yourself live playing. I kind of like that video you did. How was that? So Ron, Ron did that. Ron Sinovitz, the guy who produced um, the last EP, him and this uh, guy, Ian, Ian Adam Bull, who's another person that's just been helping us, you know, they just drawn to us. Um, he's a fashion photographer for, you know, Marie Claire magazine and Elle at one time and things like oh, that. Wow. And um, they shot along with um, Joe's son, Maxwell, some stuff, mm-hmm. live stuff, and, you know, stuff just us walking down the street. And they put together a few videos, and they're, they're, they're good. Yeah, they are. They are, they good. are very good. Yep. Yeah. Very, yeah, very fun. And, and that's how we roll, people. Yeah. Well, that's, that, no, no, and you're rolling, you're rolling, you're rolling great. You know, hey, so listen, where are you guys playing next? Um, where can we find, where can we play We're playing play at Bowery Electric. Bowery Electric. No, no, okay, no, no. Let's go in order, Joe. So we're playing a benefit for we're playing a benefit for Sonny Vincent's family who were in a, a gas explosion and fire in January yeah, in New true. Haven, Connecticut, right. at Cafe Nine on June thirtieth. And so mm-hmm. that's the next gig that we're doing. And, okay. um, and then Joe, you want to talk about the the one in August? Sure. In August 3rd, we're playing at Bowery Electric, which is kind right. of our home base in New York City. We're doing a, a show with the Jigsaw scene, which is kind of uh, well-known around different parts of the world, and this will be their first show in New York in a while. But it's it's our show for the summer in New York City. Um, well, deal Jigsaw, for us. Scene, Jigsaw Scene, also, you know, two of the guys in Jigsaw Scene are, Dave, are in Dave Davies' band, and they were part wow. of, um, you know... Ray Davies and Dave Davies when they reunited for that. Yeah, the show. reunion show in London last last winter. Yeah, right. So they, I remember that. Uh huh. So they played yeah. that. Yeah. And then there's another band on on the bill called New Rock City, who we don't know yet, but these seem these seem like they're great. So we're looking forward to, you know, a good night. And as Joel said, it's it's the only show we're playing in New York over the summer. We don't overplay, and uh, we're hoping people will come out for that and the benefit. June 30th in New Haven, Connecticut for Sunny. I'm definitely going to catch Absolutely. you in New York. You know that one. You know, you de- I'm definitely <laughs> going to see you in New York. You know that. And, yeah. and I got to tell you, you the people have to see you live because that's a whole other ball game. You know, it's like a uh, live performance of this group is amazing. I got to tell you, really, really knocked my socks off when I saw you. <laughs> Right. You know, a lot of uh, high energy, I'm sure. Yeah. It is. It's right, Holly. High energy, right, right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You know, what I wanted to um, ask you guys was you released your latest on vinyl, and uh, Spence and I have this thing about vinyl, and, you know, with Spencer's 
545 album. Oh, I can hear a doggy. Yay! Yeah, okay. that's He's one of my bar. three dogs. I don't care. He's cute. <laughs> he sounds so cute. Um, why did you release it on vinyl? Because I know a lot of people now are doing that, and I think that's really, really cool that they're doing that. Well, vinyl is just you could pick it up and hold it in your hand. You can look at mm-hmm. it. And when you put it yep. on the turntable, it just sounds different. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you make, if you're in a band, I don't know, to me, making vinyl is just what you're supposed to do. It's yeah, just the ultimate. Exactly. It's, it's, uh, we did it for ourselves and hopefully everybody else will enjoy it because it does sound fabulous. And yeah, it's it sounds just, way better. Sounds just the way, way music should be heard. Yeah. And also, yeah. you know, the record companies are now going back to vinyl. I mean, there's, a they huge, are um, backlog at all the vinyl factories around the world now because right. rec- record right. companies are no, you know, going away from CDs and going back to vinyl the way it should be. So you know, yeah, exactly. Covers, covers look better. You know, um, looking at the liner notes. I mean, there's a the whole experience. It's like when you used to go to the record store as a kid and you saved your allowance every week. Uh, you know, to buy that 145 uh, from the Beach Boys or, you know, the Rolling Stones or the Marvelettes, like whoever it was, you know, you were like dying to just hold that thing in your hand and like the experience, as Joe said, of putting it on the turntable, putting the needle down. It's like, it's exciting. That experience it still is, exists. It is different. You can have it. Mm-hmm. Yes, alive. it is. I, I have to ask you, where did you have your uh, album printed? Who did the well, vinyl for you? Again, our 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 connection with that wonderful place, Prague, paid off because uh, ah. oh, that's where we had it done, and they were yeah. top uh, top uh, yeah. mastering house and vinyl place in Europe, and right, it all worked and everybody out great. Knows, yeah, everybody knows about this place, and you know, again, these guys who, you know, Golden Golden Digital uh, Studios. Uh, Amak Golden and Ron Sinovitz and Bert Nevin, you know, they had they have a connection with this vinyl uh, factory. And so, you know, everyone was saying it's going to take, there's a backlog of six months to get any vinyl right, printed, right. and yeah, it didn't yeah. take us that long. And then the artwork we used, um, we made sure that we used photos uh, done by all of the people that have supported us uh, in New York, uh-huh. who are great photographers, right. you know, Alan Rand, Johan Vipper, and, and Joe's son, Maxwell Stabnick. And then, oh, um, that's awesome. yeah, the graphic uh, design of the logo was Joe's idea, but Alan Rand actually did the artwork. And uh, I did the art direction and wrote the liner notes. And that was that's how we did it. It looks really good. That's great. It looks really good. <laughs> well, coming from you, that means a lot, but it, Spencer. But, it does. But it great. does. It look look really cool. I, I like I like the new the token thing. You know what I mean? You got in the logo <laughs> the token, the New York token. Yeah, I nice thought that's outrageous. Yeah. You know that. Well, New York Junction. Yeah, I saw that. We were the that first really ones cool. to be using that idea. <laughs> we started. Well, you know we, what, we, we did you it know first. What I wanted to say to you, Cynthia, was now you have. Um, one more person who's done a radio show with you, which is Spencer and myself. Yes. So we're going to get your stuff out there. So we're going to support you 100% all the way. And I know that Spencer had told me about you. And 
show you had sent me the CDs, and they're awesome. And um, I, and Cynthia, you've been a friend for a while, and I really like a lot of the things that you guys have been doing. I, I went to again. Check them out on Facebook. And the dog wants to go for a walk, Joe. I can tell. He's telling me. <laughs> um, he's telling me I want to go for a walk. <laughs> but anyway, um, I can just tell you that it was just so cool to be able to follow. And again, make sure you check out um, the Facebook page for New York Junk. Um, it's, it's just New York and J U N K. And um, you can see some really cool photos in there. And there's just like you can follow and hear what they're see what they're doing and uh, and you you, yeah, can, you can also go you can also go to Cynthia's Facebook page and my yeah. Facebook page we have yeah. a lot of stuff on all three pages it's and amazing it's, and, and Joe's record. records too yeah. yep yep and Prague is so near and dear to my heart it's so funny that you spent a lot of time in Prague I did as well so it's very oh, cool. um, oh that's awesome that's it, awesome it's just uh, it's just a whole different vibe there. And um, my whole thing I really loved about Prague, and I know this sounds like besides just the music, because I was over there doing music with a lot of different people, was the cathedrals and all the different yeah. um, ominous feelings that you get over there and the whole culture. It's so different. And uh, it I also was Prague a music Ra- city. Absolutely. And I listen to Prague radio pretty much 24-7 if I'm not listening to, uh, you know, wow. straight out other music. But there's a Prague radio station called Morrow. Um, I don't Is know if you've listened to it. Morrow, M-O-R-R-O-W, it's called Prague radio. And, uh, okay, I'm going to check play, it out. Yeah, they don't play a lot of punk, believe it or not, but they do play a lot of, like, Porcupine, Marillion, who I did a lot of stuff with over there, and... Um, other people, you know, like just different, different, different bands, just that you never hear unless you listen to it on on a prog radio station. It's amazing. So we want to get make sure that we get your music out there. And um, what I'd like to do um, and have Spencer have you get it to me is maybe get some um, music to me, and I can uh, try to get it out here on the West Coast. To some of no, the radio stations awesome. out here, yeah, I would do that. Absolutely, no, no really appreciate it, Holly. What's funny is the the actually uh, Ron Sinovitz, who is the producer um, of the last EP and of the one that will come out subsequently. Mm-hmm. He actually works as a journalist for Radio for Europe. Wow! So, oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. them. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. I think Holly and I want you people on when you're done with your second album. We'll have you on again to do that oh, one. Oh, no. I definitely want to have them back on, and yeah. and, and we can oh. see how they've what, – hear the latest tales from the road, like what they're doing. Yeah. And so I, I want to give you big ups on doing the benefit um, because I read about that horrific uh, gas explosion situation, and – um, you know, I know that they were reaching out to a lot of people. Um, so while we're on that subject, is there a fund me page for that family? There is a GoFundMe. If you you can just Google um Sunny Vincent family GoFundMe and it'll come up. I don't have the actual um URL, 
written down. Okay. But, uh, but we it's did Sunny do, Vincent. We, okay. Sunny Vincent, yeah, and then go find okay. me, and it'll come up. And we also had a lot okay. of our friends who are journalists, journalists like uh, Joe White and Gus Ironside, who write for Viva La Rock and uh, Louder Than War. They did features on New York Junk, and then they also did write-ups on, on what happened to Sonny's family and the tragedy and the need. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate all of that support as well. I forgot to mention them. Um, we did a benefit in um, a New few York. months ago in New York at Bowery Electric, and we raised $5,000 um, oh, for the family, you know, oh. as mm-hmm. well. So this is going to be an ongoing thing. It's it's really pretty horrific. His grandson yeah. is yeah, going through know, multiple surgeries. Yeah, and it's a credible situation, guys. So, this, And it's really funny because you hear a lot of people talking about, oh, I'm doing this, doing that. This is very credible. This is something that really did happen. And people oh, yeah. like yourself going and doing benefits, that's really, really amazing. And yeah, I have really to cool. say to you that that's very proactive. And uh, if and anyone wants to, you know, find out any more information on it, please um, don't hesitate to message one of the people at New York Junk. And uh, either Joe or Cynthia can give you the information on that. And I saw. I remember seeing that when it first happened, and, we, and none of us really were sure because he was in the yeah. emergency room. I remember talking about what was going on, and he was so he was so freaked out. None of his stuff made sense, and we were like, "What's going on? What's really going on?" So I know. Then now you can't. Now we really yeah, you know. can't. Yeah, you can't believe that something that terrible could happen. You know, mm-hmm. to three family members in one family, and oh, yeah. you know that they lost everything. And, you know, I have to say props to uh, Arthur Siegel and Asia Muka out there in L.A. who also did a Sonny Vincent benefit out there and raised money mm-hmm. for Sonny. And then on June 18th, there's a, a benefit in Atlanta. Uh, a bunch okay, of fans there are doing. Yeah. Oh, great. So, and there was one in That's France great. that Alex Flores did. So, wow. you know, we're hoping because it's, it's easy to forget that this is still happening, you know, because mm-hmm. it happened so long ago. But, um, you know, it's easy to forget the story. And we just want Sonny to know that he's not alone in this and that the whole music community is supporting him because he can't tour, and that's how he makes his money, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Wow. You know, that's I've got to tell you, Sonny Vincent is a great musician, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just I've heard, I have a CD and uh he was on Nikki Palomino's show that I was on uh, was a while ago. Right. He's a really great musician. And uh, if anybody knows the history in the punk era, I mean, Steve was a, Sonny was involved with that as a Cintiq play. So I, I, it's, a, it's a great, uh, it's a tragedy what happened, and we wish him the best. And it's, uh, I'm glad you're doing those Yeah, things. I think it's so great that everyone's being of service and pulling, pulling it together and and supporting this you know cause so again if anybody would like to get any information on it please don't hesitate to either uh, message um either myself or spencer or um anyone in new york junk or on their personal pages and uh check it out but what i wanted to say to everyone today was again if you missed the beginning of the show it will be available afterwards on itunes and uh 
also on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio, On Demand, under um, the Indie Cafe. And I wanted to say this coming Wednesday, we have a special show, Spencer and I. just want to say real quick, make sure to tune in Wednesday because usually we're on, I'm usually on Wednesdays and Fridays. Yeah, we're going to have Pepe Castro. So oh, okay. Cool. Be, and we'll be live. Very cool. Yeah, we'll be live. So I just wanted to get that in there real quick, and I yep. wanted to thank yep. Cheryl. Clara from Chaos um, Productions, again, for helping us line that up. And uh, I wanted to say to everyone, it is Friday. And, uh, you know, we're going into the weekend. Please be smart. Please don't drink and drive. And uh, try to have a, a really good weekend. I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be one of those weekends. I think it's, uh, you know, where are you guys? Are you both in, in the New York area right now? And it's absolutely yeah, beautiful here. Yeah, it is. Great weather. Joe's in Queens, the home of the Ramones, and a lot of other great bands, and I'm on the Lower (laughs) East Side. So we're not not too far, and Spencer's, you know, also in Manhattan. So, yeah, we're all... And I'm bi-coastal, baby. I'm on the other side of the world. I'm on the other side of the country. I'm in California. Yes. Hey, listen, I want to bring up something very important. Um, Yes. That the Bowery Electric, I want to put a plug here for Bowery Electric, because this club... Even though people, you know, uh, CBGBs, which is so historic in our lives. But I I just Mm -hmm. want to say something that I feel myself as a New Yorker. Bowery Electric has fulfilled for me the feeling of bringing punk back into New York really strong and representing, showing new groups like New York Junk and other groups in a very high level. So it's not like people say, well, CBGBs is gone, there's nothing here. No way, right? Bowery Electric, uh, uh, one of the, uh, I believe, run by Jesse Malin, who we had on our show, this is a yes. great club, and they've given, and he gives a lot. And he's into benefits, as Cynthia knows and Joe knows. And, yeah. and it's yeah, a great the, the club, club, but it's a really center music. point. For me, it's a center point for new punk bands. So even though CBG was left, I am very fulfilled as a uh, person covering music that this club is unbelievable for the punk movement. That's my well, opinion. and it's very and it's also very symbolic that Jesse's keeping it alive on the Bowery when live music is no longer mm-hmm. making money for people, and you know he's still doing it. And he has several clubs, you know Niagara, Berlin, um, yeah. UA. He just bought a new a new place and uh you know i have to say kudos to jesse for doing things for the right reasons is it really yeah, we've had jesse on the show a couple times haven't we spence yeah jesse yeah, we had jesse mail on. on yeah yes. a couple times yeah and there is good, a vibrant there is a vibrant underground yep. scene in new york right now it's not it's the big awesome. thing but that Neither was CBGB's or Max's when it mm-hmm. restarted. It was really a closed uh, small group of people that came just for the music, not for anything else, no expectations, and they just wanted to play. And it's still happening in New York right now. People may yeah. have a, right. one or two more well, wrinkles. but uh. <laughs> Well, actually, yeah. actually, what gives me hope is that there's a lot of uh, new young bands that are coming out of New York City and, um, you know, like there's a girl band called Baby Shakes, and they're doing extremely well. There's bands in L.A., like the Death Valley Girls, that are, you know, they were all fans of the B-Girls. Um, they're, they're getting record deals. They're playing South by Southwest. They're touring Japan. Um, there's some great bands like Wildlife. All these kids are in their 20s, and they're all into the same kind of music that we were into in the days of CBGB. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's alive. 
the future is yet as yet unwritten, as Joe Strammer said. You know. Well, you know that uh, brings, me, brings up something, Cynthia. I want to ask you to to say to people. We have a lot of people listening, and um, people do tune in a lot and do download this. And for all the parents and parents of young adults and all young adults and and young and and, and teenagers even listening that are are in music and they they really don't know what to do, what advice would you give to them, Cynthia? Just go for it. Go for it. Start Mm -hmm. a band. Make noise. Make mistakes. write, Write a song. Take a chance. Go out there. Play with your friends. Make sure that you like the people that you're in the band with because that's extremely important. People can tell. Um, you know, don't just repeat. Um, don't don't be in a cover band. Music should never be a job. Be yourself. Be yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Be yourself. Uh, you too, Joe. Yeah. You were a roadie. Well, you made your dream come true. How, well, what would you say? Yeah, what would you tell about? I would say the same thing, and I'd say, and if you and if you're a songwriter, write your songs so you can sing them with an acoustic guitar, and then you can crank up the the guitars and amps afterwards. But right. write songs that you can sing in front of people, and and not be afraid to be yourself. Because I mean, I worked mm-hmm. I, well, in the beginning in music when I got introduced in New York. I I was working with Pat Kenny, Kenny's Castaways, and Pat had great stories and he was a great club owner of music and one thing he told me you love this he said spencer i only play creative music no cover bands and i never yeah. forgot mm-hmm. that right never well, forgot that was that, that was, was hilly that was that hilly was hilly. At yeah. Yeah. hilly was like that too absolutely yeah. you had right? to pass hilly yeah, test. He, he would sit at the end of the bar and you know if you played anything but something original and if you wrote original songs it better be interesting because uh he was the guy. You had to pass him right. the first right. two years. It was all hilly sitting at the I end mean, of the I mean, in those days, you had, uh, Paul, you had Paul Kobe at the other end. You had Pat Kenny at Kenny's Castaways. You had Hilly Crystal, remember, at CBGB's. You had this whole line of music. You had Art DeLugov at the Village Gate. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, Jim Farratt, you know, who had yeah. Hurrah. You had right. Peppermint right. Lounge. Right, and you had Peter Crowley. Let's not forget Peter Crowley. Great, Cynthia. Cynthia Haraz was amazing. Yeah, we played there regularly. Like, we played there about once a month, the B-Girls. Because I remember about Haraz up here was that they played a lot of English. Um, yeah. Lena Lovich played up here. A lot of English bands mm-hmm. played at Haraz. That's what I remember. Mm-hmm. The Stiff Records movement, the Stiff Records movement, you know. Reckless Eric. Yeah. They were a great club. That's they were amazing. Great club. And then the Ritz, you know, Jerry Brandt with the Ritz, you know. That was right, the Ritz. Was the other, yeah. right, the Ritz was big, huge. I right. hear Ritz somebody was... playing guitar. He's got their guitar out. Oh, hey. <laughs> Joe, I always have a guitar out. All right. you got your guitar in your hand, and you're just, like, plucking those strings away. I can hear Absolutely. it. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. There we go. See, that's what he did. He serenaded the dogs, and the dogs stopped barking. The dogs wanted to hear some music, you know? That's yeah, Joe awesome. has a menagerie of dogs out there. Do you? That's awesome. Well, you know, like I said, this is such a great weekend, and um, it's the beginning of um, uh, June, and next week is Father's Day, I think. So you guys are going to oh, yeah. have something to celebrate. And also, it's going to be the first day of summer, which is the summer solstice. So we've got some really cool stuff coming up. And, again, make sure to tune in this Wednesday for Pepe Castro. 
and myself and Spencer. Um, and I want to thank both of you so much for being here. And Spencer, I want to thank you so much thank for you. bringing them on to the show. And oh, thank you. Um, it's been it, so much fun having you on on my Facebook page, Cynthia. And now, <laughs> Joe, you're on my page. And, Absolutely. you know, you always see what I'm doing. I mean, I always post these really, you know, avant-garde kind of things. But, you yep. know, and then Spencer's got his his albums and his, his photography and stuff, which is kind of cool. And we just like, right. we like to mix it up a little bit, you know. So right. it's like we come from both different areas. But, you know, he's on, he's New York on West Coast, but we come together, you know, and that's, that's the important right. thing. That's right, so. Yeah. We're so we're very, happy. We're very, yeah, we're very grateful to both of it's you for having us truth. on. And, Thank you. Yeah. Hey, we love you guys. You're great. We love you, yeah. too. Thank you for and, having uh, us. Oh, the pleasure. Yeah, pleasure. And, have you again. Yeah, we'll have you again we, on your second album. You know that. Well, I'm, we well I'm, I'm writing a book, as you know, Spencer, so when I finish the book, I'll come on again. Oh, yeah, you got to send us the book. Yeah. Oh, Cynthia, yeah. what kind oh, of my book God. Is it? Cynthia, what kind of book it's is it? It's sort of a mix of... It, you know, it's somewhat memoirs, but not like this cheesy, you know, yeah, rock and roll. Yeah, I know. Thing. Wow, great. So, yeah, I've written about, you know, 100 pages or so, so far. And, uh, right. Fantastic. Yeah. Writing is so good for you, the soul. It really is. It's it's extremely Very good. Cathartic, you know, even if it's only for me in the end, but, you know, mm-hmm. I think I have a story no. to tell. Yeah, that's great. You do. It's a good good. emotional outlet for everybody. You know, I really do believe that. Um, You know, we did open the the show with the song called "I Ride the Subway Train for You." Let's talk about the meaning behind that song, and then we're going to close with a song called "Love Song to My Mirror." So I'd like to talk a little bit about that too. Um, tell me a little bit about I Ride the Subway Train for You that we opened up with for everyone that missed it. You can listen to it again if you download the show. Um, where did that song come from, and what's that really all about? Well, I think it's kind of everybody goes through it. They have a broken heart at some point and a memory mm-hmm. that haunts them and maybe something they yeah. can't forget. It doesn't necessarily uh, – uh, it could be a dream. You're chasing a dream. You're chasing a, an old memory, an old heart, an old whatever, and it's just – when you walk through New York City, thinking about things that happened in the past and, you know, where you are now, and it's just kind of a snapshot of a, a moment in somebody's head. I don't know who's head, mm-hmm. but somebody's head. No, no, yeah, no. I, 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 I'm not saying it's, it's my song. head. <laughs> it's a great song. And it, it, it also, is. like, for me, you know, it's like, it's effortless, like, playing that song with Joe because I've I totally feel it because we've all been there, right? We've all had that lost love and that longing and the mistakes that you made and the memories of the way things used to be. And, you know, walking the streets of New York now is like walking amongst ghosts because uh, things have changed drastically. But that song, yeah, the subway hasn't. And that song has has the feel of the way things used to be. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was listening to some of the lyrics in it. It was like, it was like, do you think about me? You know, I, I was yeah. like hearing about that, and I was like thinking, wow, that's just like such a heavy lyric, you know? Like, 
when you're when you're when you're riding the subway, do you think about me? Do you see my? You know, do yes. you feel me? You know, that's such a great it's a great thing. Oh yeah. And then and then love song to my mirror, which we're going to end with. Let's talk about that a little bit. What's that song about? I don't know what's going on. I got to get back. <laughs> Hello. Uh, I don't know what happened the there. Well, it's when you look in the mirror and you say to yourself, uh-huh. "Did I really do that? Uh-huh. <laughs> Did I, I really know. say that?" <laughs> no, I don't. To me, I don't know to me, what it's a, about. It's a garage song that's like you know has a lot of fire to it, and it really rocked. I like it because it's no, it's, it's, it, it's it's about. It's about anybody you want it to be about, but mostly it's about yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, t- you listen to that song and you think about yourself and you say, oh, man, maybe I better step back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, kind of like, kind of like, uh, kind of like, what was it? Um, Snow White, Mirror, Mirror on the Wall. Who's <laughs> the fairest of them all? Pretty much. Yeah. It could be about a lover, but it's, you know, it's also like, you know, to your own mirror. But, you know, the lyrics, I'm a lyric person. Joe writes great lyrics, and I always play to the lyrics. And, like, when he says stuff mm-hmm. like, you know, you're making me lose sleep at night. I don't know if it's morning or night, you know. I hope it ends soon. You know what I mean. It's like it's a, it's a feeling that we've all had again, and that's why yeah. I think mm-hmm. our songs work. And that's why that's why for me playing in this band is great because everybody listens to the words and they play behind the the song. Not you know ah, I'm gonna go out there and bash away or something like that. They leave the pocket. They leave the space so the song gets across. Uh, 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 it's it's great. I, I I love these guys. Great. That's great. awesome. Well, we're gonna play love song to my mirror, and uh, to everyone out there listening. Again, thank you so much for tuning in today. Make sure to tune in again next Wednesday. Pepe Castro, and um, again, um, Spencer. Thank you so much for being here today. And I, uh, I want to thank both of you guys for being here. And uh, Again, it's Friday, guys. Again, I don't want to stress this out again, but please do not drink and drive. And with that, we are going to end our show with a love song to my mirror. And, uh, again, check out New York uh, Junk on Facebook and on Twitter. And uh, we're on um, every Wednesday and Friday, Red Velvet Media and also the Indie Cafe. And uh, just, you know, have a great weekend. And uh, with that, we're going to go ahead right into the song. Is that cool? Bye Anybody bye. have anything they'd like to say? Anybody out there listening? Just thank you. Punk thank is you. alive. Punk is alive. That's what I want to say. <laughs> hey, bye listen, bye my, girlfriend, my girlfriend bye did a T-shirt. It says, Drunk on Punk. Okay? <laughs> yeah, so That's great. I have one. It's a great T-shirt. It's uh, sober and sexy. It's pretty cool. Drunk on punk. You'd rather be drunk on punk than drunk on whatever else, right? Okay, well, sure you we'll guys sure you have get... a good weekend. Okay, you bye too, now. Molly. Yeah. See you guys. Okay, bye. Bye. Guys. Rock and roll. Okay. Here you guys go.